Let's spell a song so you can sing along with one special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a very special bestie of the pod, Shady, everyone. Oh, that Hi, was Shady. so beautiful. Hi, I'm, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, outside of this movie, I'm good. <laughs> Let's put it that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. And we're here today to talk about the 2016 motion picture. I call it a movie. I'm sorry, everyone. It's a motion picture. <laughs> it is a picture that moves. Uh-huh. Called Country Crush. Uh, it is written and directed by Andrew Simek. And according to IMDb, small town mechanic meets aspiring country singer. It is, is it love at first sight for this young adult couple? Or just mutual attraction in a musical without warning. Um, I don't under the without warning. What? That's that. I let me hold on. Are, let me are they saying like the music comes without warning? Because it kind of does. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, so okay, I've had I had a lot of thoughts about this. First of all. <laughs> I want to start with the production company logos. Oh, oh you where, know you're in for trouble with that. Where I was like, is this a Christian movie? And then and then watching the quote unquote acting happen, I was like, Shady, are we watching a Darman like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like are these Darman like scenes? strung together with like weird music videos and then my other thought my last and final thought is i'm so glad that the writer strikes and the actor strikes happened and they're trying to get rid of ai because this is ai right this we watched we watched all ai those are not real people there's only one (laughs) real person in it by the way, I looked them up, and they're no. All... There's two. Well, I know of one. the The actor who played Barney, the mailman. Oh, or... that is not at all who I was thinking of. But yeah, I recognized him. His name is Christian Brune, B R U U N. I am assuming it's Brune. Um, I know him from Orphan Black, and yes. he was he was in another movie or some or a TV show. Oh, he was in Ready or Not. That's it. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing that'll stand out to you. If um, you are in the know uh, about Canadian film and television, uh, this is a very Canadian production. Shocker. Well, for for you, the audience, who are not watching this, this movie is very Canadian. Like, oh, it's so Canadian, but it's also explicit. Like it's they don't say where exactly, except just the country. But and, it is and the, uh, it's and supposed the city. to be America. <laughs> and yes, the city. there is <laughs> the setting is the country, and they're always talking about the city. They go to the city once, 
and just a club. I think they want it to be Texas. I, I don't know because like they the were, amount- it sounded like they were trying to do like their their dialects to me sounded Wisconsin to me. They well, were very like, oh hey there, brother, you want to throw around the old pigskin football? Like it was very Midwest. See, to me, I thought they wanted to do Oklahoma, Texas because of the amount of plaid that everyone was wearing. Yes, there's that. But there are a lot of farms in the Midwest too. So like there. I'm wondering if like in in this guy's head, the guy who wrote it, I'm not gonna look up his name. Um Andrew Simic. Sure. Um, in his head, it was probably supposed to be the South, like Texas, like you said, but like, because the budget was so small that they had to shoot it in Canada because that's much more affordable than shooting it in the States. Um, and realizing that they were going to have mostly Canadian actors if they were like, okay, if we kind of make it vaguely the Midwest, because there is a lot of farmland in the Midwest as well. And a lot of flannel, a lot of plaid. Um, when they get to the end, when they get to the, the oh my god, there were there was so much. I was like, you have to separate the people wearing plaid because it's just clashing on each other. I give, hate it. Give someone a denim shirt, please. Give somebody a t-shirt. It doesn't have to be a graphic t-shirt. Give somebody yeah. a, one of those baseball shirts where the where it's like the sleeves are one, the raglan sleeves are one color, and the shirt itself is another. Like, yeah. Come on. This, this movie is like, as much as it like idealizes the country and country people, like just as concepts, I feel like it has such little regard for like their actual humanity because like all of their personalities come down to, I'm from the country. Or like, that's it. I'm, I'm the city girl who wants to Oh, be well, the singer. city girls. Yeah, and and all of the city people are kind of mean to everybody, except for the girl that we like, who always wears white. She's just constantly wearing white. Her name's Nancy. (laughs) Come on. And and you know what? I did like Mark. Mark was the... I don't know who Mark is. I watched this movie like three times already and I don't know who Mark is. I watched it once and I know who Mark is. Well, that's because Mark and I are like kindred spirits because I'm pretty sure he's gay, but doesn't say it because it's a Christian movie. It's, slash, it's not the brother. The brother's man. name is Cody. No, 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 no. Oh, hold on to that. Uh, Mark is the... Is the um, like the producer guys oh like the sound engineer or yeah. whatever yeah. okay okay with the beanie yes okay the bigger dude who i'm I, I swear to god i think he's gay i'm pretty sure he's gay i could see it i mean there's, i could see it there's one point where he, he and nancy are talking and he's like we gotta stick together or whatever whatever the lines are that ai came up with and and i'm like are Just you something vaguely human are you are you admitting that you're gay? Like, what's going? Like, are you subtly? Wait, wait, no, now I've got to watch it a fourth time because I need to watch it with this reading just, in mind. Just jump to the when they're this is the at scene the cl- outside the club. At when they're at the club, yes. Before she, like, right before she, wow, shock of all shocks, her jerk boyfriend is cheating on her with her friend, who they're best friends, but also they hate each other. Like friends. they hate each other from the very beginning. They're like doing nothing no, no, no. in front of each other. She, I think the friend hates Nancy more than Nancy hates the friend. I agree, but 
Nancy also does not show very much uh, respect for her friend Ainsley. Ains. Ains. That's Ainsley. Because we love saying Ainsley and Nancy numerous times within the same movie. <laughs> and, but, cat. Uh, and cat as well. And cat. See, at least that's like nice and like different enough. Like Nancy and Ainsley are mostly all the same letters. And. Mm. My brain doesn't like listening to that over and over again. <laughs> and you know what's interesting, too? The two of them have the millennial tattoos that I'm like, yeah, making some sort of, like, a, a Nancy has a giant cross on her wrist, and she also mm-hmm. has the, the lettering by her elbow that I'm yeah, like. Yeah, but she, she's a good girl, though. She's a good Christian girl. She's always wearing white. It's Sharpie, though. Like, that's Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. And and Ainsley has, you know, also a wrist tattoo and another one. I'm like, man. Well, she's she's a fucking slut, though. Like, her entire personality is like, I have sex and I talk about it. Therefore, I am a wanton whore. And also, I'm mean. <laughs> like, I, like I'm, oh, her, I'm her mean. personality type is mean whore. <laughs> and it's, I, I swear it's just... It, this movie passes so much judgment on her before she actually does anything wrong that like I, I mean I was just kind of endeared to her I was very upset that she turned out to be a villain I'm sorry I mean I did like her song I will I'm not gonna be ashamed of that hers was the only one that I was like I wouldn't immediately switch the radio station <laughs> if this came on yeah and hers is the I one don't want to say it was a good song but I was like this is listenable whatever I'm kind of no, like yeah, shimmying totally. a little bit but like yes and well first of all I was surprised she got a song um yeah also I didn't Sorry, all of the songs come as a shock in this movie. I am not, I am not the first person to mention this. I John knows about this movie because of me. I know about this movie because of this YouTuber named Jane McCauley. Uh no. Yeah, McC- Mulcahy. Jane sure. Mulcahy. Um, I'm usually reading her name, not saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she did a video on uh movies starring Degrassi actors because Monroe Chambers our male lead in this movie is Eli Goldsworthy from Degrassi The Next Generation can I just say they tried to make him sorry I had to cut you real (laughs) no 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 no, it's fine no we need to talk about this they tried so hard to A make him look like an adult and B (laughs) make him look like uber masculine man yeah he's supposed to be a jock he's got like this whole thing where he's like i was qb1 in high school bitch you are five six i looked it up he is five foot six he is a full inch shorter than me he was not quarterbacking shit (laughs) and when and when he was a mechanic i was like are you sure you're a mechanic like yeah i'm like oh you look 12 yeah yeah and then let's try puberty Anyway, okay. And, so- and I do want to say Monroe Chambers is a very good actor on the show Degrassi. This and Degrassi are the only things I've seen him in. Wild sampling, because <laughs> I don't think he's very good here. I mean, did he even try? That's the question. 
Did yeah, I think this try? is just like, a, oh, hey, a paycheck, and I get to wear comfy clothes instead of like, because <laughs> his character on Degrassi, he was like the goth kid who was bipolar and wrote plays. Like, oh, very which different. Fits him, fits him so well too, though. Maybe, maybe he was just, you know what? Now that you're saying, now that you're telling me this, maybe this isn't his role. Yeah. I mean, nobody really should have, this movie should never have been made, but. Well, yeah, this is a really bad movie, regardless of who gets cast in it. But like, maybe he wasn't comfortable being the pumpkin guy. Yeah, like the super like, I fix cars and I, I, I love, I love football. Man, do I love football. So do we want to talk about him and his brother real quick in the opening? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. So in the opening, in this song, Doing Some Good. By the way, all these songs are written by um, a combination of different people. So that's why I didn't mention who was what. I I put it on the outline for you, Shady, but you can totally ignore it because I'm not saying these names. That's okay. Uh, It's just very shocking to me to hear that so many people worked on the songs in this movie because all of them sound the same to me. I can't. Besides Jaded Woman, which is Ainsley's song... Yeah, that song's like, it's like faster paced. It's uh, going a little harder on the fiddle. Like, it's like, it's like borderline country rock. Yes. More so than country pop. Yes, but like, out of that, I don't know what any of these other songs are. I, bruh. But in the opening, when they're singing Doing Some Good, um, uh, the brothers, the Bishop brothers, Charlie and Cody... Oh, the Bishop Brothers, oh, brought to us by First Beacon Studios or whatever it's called. <laughs> Did you get some like weird gay vibes from them? Oh, John. <laughs> I was like, you're, first of all, it takes like four minutes into the movie for a name to finally be said, and it's Cody Jr. And you're just like, who is that? He's not even seen. So, so you, and then you get this song that comes out of nowhere. Oh my, and it, it drops in and out with dialogue too. Like I had to write that down as a note. And you know, I'm not the note taker of the two of us. No, you're not. I wrote notes for, I wrote notes for this movie. <laughs> but like, that's the one that kept dropping in and out for dialogue where like they just like fully like stop the song and then hard start it again like so really okay so i what i found on imdb was all the songs which there are um 19 actual songs in the in the movie oh my god however no this movie's only an hour and a half hold on hold on sorry i mean my point doesn't help anyway but four of them <laughs> are background music. So really, okay. there are 15 songs in this, but I th- a lot of them don't reach like a minute and a half in length. <laughs> they're, oh they're, my God. And they, they must like really like lay, like really back them up on top of each other, basically. Oh, yeah. Because like there are times where I'm like, is this the same song that was just on or is this a different song because a different character is singing it? But then but then there's a moment in, in the movie where there's like a good 10 minute chunk that it's just all book scene 
And I was like, guys, <laughs> you can't stack the songs back to back, make almost like an opera attempt at this where it's just song, 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 song. Yeah. Like, and then about every little emotion that the characters are feeling. Like, it tries very hard with the melodrama. You know what it reminded me of? We did Friday the 13th on Movie Deja Vu when we did the whole franchise. I talked about how in Friday the 13th, the final chapter, which is the fourth movie out Mm -hmm. of 11, there was a good like 30 minutes that there wasn't a kill. And that's what this song reminds me. This movie, this this shit. (laughs) There's a good like. obviously, Obviously not as good. Obviously not as good. No, because I mean, I, Chris McLover is a better dancer than everybody in this movie. Oh, <laughs> are we at the choreography now? We want. Do we want to talk about? The I mean, listen, I've never been to like a real hoedown, so I don't know what people dance like. Oh, John looks very distressed. Okay, what is the which one? Which one was this? This is the one. Ah, there it is. Because I wrote in all caps, not the choreography. Uh, in have you ever had so much fun in your life? That is the oh, song. Oh my god, when they're at like the fucking county fair or what? Oh no, the jamboree. Jamboree, get it? They together, only say Shady. it five hundred times in this ninety-minute movie. <laughs> it's a jamboree. Um, like clearly there were like the dance captains or whatever in the front that were like, "You were hired oh. as the dancer." Yes. I I noted one of them. I was obsessed with her. We'll the mention bla- her at the, 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 the black tank top woman, right? Black dyed hair, black tank top, yes. Rip she was jeans, giving yes. it and I was girl. That I was like, that's that's the girl I would want to be friends with, but I'd be too intimidated to try to make friends with her if I lived in this tiny town. Did you know also notice in this scene? You know, you've seen this movie three times. Granted, I'm pretty sure you were not sober all three times watching this movie. Oh, not a single one of them. <laughs> so, so okay, you're going to have to rewatch this scene if you haven't picked up on this. Because I've only watched this movie once. And I was like, <laughs> there are so many of the dancers, like, staring directly at the, at the camera. Oh, they don't, they have no clue where they're looking. <laughs> they're like, I'm at the camera doing yeah, my they- choreo. They think they're in, like, a legit music video. And also, they've never been in, like, a real music video before. See, at least... So they don't even know what that's like. Like, I think most of the problems with this movie come down to it existing. But, like, (laughs) a lot of them, after that fact, come down to, like, really poor direction. And it's stuff like that. Like, just give your dancers a direction of where to look. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Well, so, like, when Ainsley sings her song, Jaded Woman... She's doing straight down the barrel, you know, uh, I'm in a music video, which is fine. Yeah. Because it works for the song. Right. Her dancers are appropriately looking at not the camera. <laughs> right. They're, they're they're like in the donut somewhere with the camera being the whole, you got to look at the donut. Yes. Um, in this group number, have you ever had so much fun in your life when they're doing a weird... <laughs> cross between line dance country line dancing and musical theater style with partnering yeah. question there, there, mark there like a lot yeah there's like a lot of barrel kicks and shit and then i Belt was like kicks. i was like 
I'm pretty sure I've seen that in a production of Annie Get Your Gun. Like, <laughs> it's just like the local theater troupe. Like, what was the most production, most recent production you did? Oklahoma, <laughs> do that, do that, because that's where we're setting this. We're setting it with the USA. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same as all those other classic musicals you all know so much. Like, oh God. But seriously, is this a dark man? Oh my god, I love that you said that. Because yeah, no, I, and I love that you said that about the production companies, because I remember the first time watching this, just going back to like Jane Mulcahy and like her video uh, where she talked about this, and she really hyped it up as like a so bad it's good movie, and I will say, I think it lives up to that hype. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> Are we putting this next to Miami Connection? Oh, I mean, it is nowhere near that. Okay, because like that no. is so bad, it's good. That that right. is there is there's I know there's no like, there's like an degrees. actual like inspiration you can take away from that movie. There is zero inspiration to be taken away from this at all. At least in in like Miami Connection, there's Jim's monologue that I would love to perform one day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that movie is a great message about the power of friendship and how. Violence is never the answer, except for that time we just did it right now. Through the elimination After of violence, that. there will be peace. Yes, right, exactly. You get it. Mm-hmm. Now Versus... let me now, now let's fight ninjas for the next hour and a half, two hours, or however long that movie. Ninja. See, okay, see how much better I remember the song from that <laughs> fucking movie than I remember any song from this one, which was brought to us by. And here's my reaction upon like watching these production studio name like logos pop up good soldier oh boy i bet this one is maybe gonna have some military propaganda first beacon oh oh no i guess this is gonna be like a christian movie who knows and then the last one is striker which is the name of the villain played by brian cox in x2 x-men united (laughs) so it's gonna be anti-mutant but also, I don't know what I'm getting into. But also, it's a Shout Factory movie. And Shout Factory does a lot of gay <laughs> shit. It does. <laughs> do, do you think they were like, we have to do one, like, basically overtly conservative movie? <laughs> like, we need one. It's a tax break. It's got to be a tax right. write-off. Right? Yeah. It's like basically a diversity hire, right? <laughs> But I was really, I was expecting a lot of Jesus talk in this movie, and I'm surprised there wasn't. It is, I feel like it's Christian in the way that a lot of Hallmark movies are Christian, which is that we never say it, but we are clearly aspiring to those same values. I understand. And like, at least, like I said, Nancy had the cross as a tattoo, so maybe that was them being like, Jesus. Mm, Yeah. And like, um, like she she's the virtuous girl who hasn't had sex with the producer versus like, well, we don't like that other girl and we know we're not supposed to like her right away because she makes a joke about having a sex tape. I mean, they're also laying it on thick in the beginning where she's like, oh, yeah, the guys are going to be here. Let's leave this junk car and just go. And they also like, no, I'm also a mechanic. Ooh, let me fix it. Well, yeah, well, that's that's why they fall. That's why this is better than most fall in love at first sight movies, because they both know that they both know about cars and country music. I just I have so many questions about this friendship between Nancy and Ainsley. Like, 
First of all, exactly how old do we think Nancy is supposed to be? How old are any of these characters? Yes. So we know Charlie is at least college aged because he makes a big deal about throughout the movie about how he decided not to go to college in order to take care of his sick mother because he's a good, awesome person. And we need to know that at all moments. I'm going to say because that this is like like we've established a Christian movie by way of Hallmark where it's Christian without saying it's Christian. I'm going to say that they are at least 21 years old because they drink beer. Oh, good point. In this movie. I mean, yeah. Granted, this is the current day. I, I'm currently living with my mother, so, like, no judgment or anything. But, like, Nancy has to get permission from her parents over the phone. Parents who we never meet, by the way. What? <laughs> like she has no I, I blacked that out she has to get permission yeah there's like i mean it's like a very brief thing but like her and charlie are talking about her spending the night and she's like just getting off the phone and she's like yeah my parents said it's okay what she got permission from her parents to stay here which you know what fine if she's college aged i get that i probably wrote it off as like her being like hey mom and dad i'm staying at this at this guy's place, please make sure you know. <laughs> in some, in case something happens, this is where I am. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was the fact that she says something along the lines of "my parents said okay" and not just like "all right, my parents know about it." Or yeah, but wasn't like she that. gonna hang out with Ainsley and the boys? Well, that's the thing. She was gonna go to a cabin with a bunch of frat boys. They keep calling them frat boys, and I'm like, so did her parents know that she wasn't gonna be home that night already? Why does she need to tell them where she is now if they already know that she's going to be out there? Like, I understand calling your parents if you live with them because you're not going to be home when you're expected to be home. Right. But, like, it sounded like she was calling to get permission. That was my impression of it. I have another question. Can we get off? I want to get off the subject for a hot second because I have this A hundred percent. Yeah. What is the point of Kat's character? Um, so that we can have beautiful military propaganda about how the American military is making life better for all people across the entire globe, especially the people whose villages they're bombing. Well, so, oh God, okay, okay, you just said a lot there. I want, I want, I want to take, I want to take a, another step back real quick. Have you seen the? I'm going to call it the poster. <laughs> the poster for this movie. <laughs> Uh, with with Kat's face real big on it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I sure have. So I see this when I'm on IMDb. And obviously I haven't watched the movie yet, so I make the outline. I'm like, cool. She's clearly the lead. She's a singer. Yeah. And then you look further and you see Nancy and um, Degrassi, you know, holding hands. But, but like, she's there... Uh, and she's got her. She's got. You know what? Everyone just find the 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 um the Instagram or the Facebook post, and you'll find you'll find it on there. You think she? It's her movie. You think she is yeah. the lead? She's very prominent. And if you happen to know who that actress is, because you recognize her from One Tree Hill, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um then you know that she is the top-billed actor. Jaina Kramer is the top-billed yeah, actor is. for this movie. But I was like, what is the point of your character? 
besides the propaganda. Like yeah. with, within within the the plot that that AI created for this movie, <laughs> what is the point of her character? She she's there for what? Like maybe 15 minutes of the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, she gets a couple, she gets, I feel like of all the characters, including Ainsley, who gets songs, she gets like the most ridiculous uh, amount of songs as compared to her actual importance to the plot. Like she gets so many songs and you're like, but you don't matter. And your like whole personality is I love my dead gay husband. Um, But like when, okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Like so, that's her whole purpose is just to be like, I love my dead gay husband. That's that's who she is. When when first of all, when the movie turned into a war movie out of nowhere. I mean, oh boy. With, and uh, with uh, uh uh with the non people of color playing people of color characters, <laughs> they're in oh boy, they're in Middle East land or whatever. I'm sorry, but like, first of all, they never specify where he's going. Right. Uh, no, no. The villains of this movie, in this order, are the girl who enjoys sex, the evil producer boyfriend, and the Taliban. So that that's the movie we're dealing with. So then it turns into Black Hawk Down for a hot second, where somehow this movie had money for those uniforms. Um, oh, yeah. But my my other my thought though was that or my question was did they hire military folk just for their uniforms? <laughs> did they hire people in Are the military? Are they allowed to do that? I don't know. But like but like how did this movie clearly only had money for the cameras because nobody paid yeah. attention to the script or acting. But so depending, depending on like how much uh power you give to them over your script and the messaging and their portrayal the department of defense will give you like just a ton of money in canada though i mean i don't know (laughs) (laughs) so but then so it turns into the war movie and then we're in suspense because there's a fucking bazooka (laughs) right is that a bazooka was that a bazooka what was that I don't know what it was, but I cannot describe without showing people this sequence how out of nowhere all of all of this stuff is. Like the military thing is set up from the beginning, but not like we're going to show you actual warfare. But also, there's no goddamn song. Well, there is. They they do kind of sing a song. You're right. You're. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but then. But then. But then. But then. But then, and I think <laughs> when that SUV drives up and Cat and Cody Jr. are outside playing and it turns oh my God, real. Hanging laundry out to line dry like it's the civil fucking war. It I, looks like a civil war movie, except that she's wearing denim shorts. I know that it's it's an emotional scene and I know it's very serious and very tragic. I was laughing my ass it's off. So funny. It's so fun. I'm sorry. It's it's supposed to be emotional, but it's not. It's so fucking funny because it's really funny. Because it's like, yeah, America, right? We're Canadians. Fuck this. We don't know. 
oh, how about this American flag I have hanging on my house, eh? American beer. Letter Kenny. Hockey. No, no, that's Canadian. Stop the letter Kenny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> goal, Pat, goal. I literally wrote down in my note, in all caps, Cody's dead. <laughs> it's just so wonderfully set up the whole time he's still at home before he leaves and he's just like wow I sure love my life my wife is awesome even though I'm gay and my son is cool even though the actor who plays him is really not very good and like (laughs) my life is great everything's great I'm doing so much good for the world because the American military is good all right love, love my life Bye, everybody. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go I off. I hope he doesn't die. I'm going to go off because I have to serve my country. I love America. Apple pie. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, they are, they're literally throwing the pigskin around in their fucking cornfield for, like, the entire opening song. Instead of making out like they should have been. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I know. It should have been a porn. The porn parody of this movie would be so fucking good. I'm telling you. It wouldn't you. even it wouldn't even be a par- like a like a bad parody. It would be probably no, a, it would be a better. better. There would be actual conflict in it probably. <laughs> you know, friction is conflict. Oh my god. But and they wouldn't even have to change the name that much. It could still be Country Crush. You just have to take out the O. I'm allowed to say it. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> I thought it too. <laughs> Before you said it, I was like, yes, it'll be that. <laughs> country with country without the O and the R. <laughs> oh, a dog's barking. I'm sorry. He agrees with us. <laughs> he does. There's probably a car that just drove by. That's oh all my that is. God. I don't know what else to say except that the timeline of this movie is very um, weird. It's like two days, three days. Yeah. Wait, but no. Like, sorry. Sorry. Spread majority... It's spread out over several months, though. Like, there's like the one day, uh-huh. and then we there's a time there's skip. The, there's the one day, and then. A day two, but it's not necessarily the next day. Yeah, there's, I think there's... there's a time skip, but they don't they don't tell you how long that time would be. But it has to be at least like a month. I don't think it's a. I would. I thought it was like three days. See, we have totally different ideas about what the timeline is. They need to clarify it. Because I was like, okay, the one day when Nancy's in town and they blah blah blah. Great, that's day one couple of days pass, maybe a week. And then uh, Degrassi goes to the city, to the mm-hmm. club. Yeah. And then, and then that's when Nancy finds out. That's another day. But I feel like that's like, gotta be minimum so three days. But when does, when does dead brother Cody go to war? Because, because he, he can't goes have to, gone. He goes to war immediately in the, in the first day. Yeah, but is that is that the day. same same day as when Charlie day. and Nancy meet? Because yes. then how long does it take him to leave home, 
go to the airport or whatever, the airfield, fly to war, go into war, okay. ingratiate himself with this uh with this town enough that like this boy is like, hey, I'm gonna pretend to be your friend, maybe. I don't know if that kid was in on it or not. I don't understand what was happening there. But that kid was like, we're having a moment, and then, oh, but you're dead. How long Wait. is that? How okay, long is okay, that time? Okay, like, okay. And like, so, so, like, because Kat's like, oh my gosh, he calls the same time every night. So that happens after the club. The him, Cody's death happens after the club. So that yeah, is. No, no, no. It's the same day because that's the day that Kat's like, I just have a bad feeling. I don't, I can't wait to talk to him. Oh my God, him. you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it three times. I'm sorry. Right, because he brushes her off when he's going into the club. Oh, yeah. how much time just passed then? Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't, and because it's so unclear, because the things happening with Charlie and Nancy feel like they should be happening on a much shorter timeline than whatever is happening with Cody. So I, I I find the timeline to be extremely weird. Plus, why do we care about Cody and Kat? I don't care about them. They're not important. We care about Cody because he has piercing blue eyes and he is a gay man. And we care about Kat because she was on One Tree Hill, which is why she does the like thing where she's like, go Ravens! But I the don't... Ravens were the team in One Tree Hill. I don't care about them because this is... This is... Um, uh, Nancy and Degrassi's story. Right. There's no arc really to Kat's story. It's not like the movie ends with her like accepting her husband's death or anything like that. Like there's no arc there. Things happen, but nobody grows from it. <laughs> Except for Charlie, who's growing with this other story. And and Nancy grows because she dumps the, the skeezy music producer boyfriend thing. And yeah, she's like, well, maybe feminism in the city are not right for me. I'm going to go to the country with my country crush. That's her story arc, which is beautiful in its own way. So she sings the song, Don't. That's the, that's, that's at the end when she's, uh, you know, playing the, the bars and the, the, Oh, the one where it's like a montage. It's a montage. And I couldn't tell if part of it was a flashback to the jamboree. Or That's not. what I was gonna ask. Cause it, cause, cause she is wearing the same costume. It is the flashback of the right. jamboree. It's the but same, I was it's, like, it's the same costume. It's the same hairstyle. It's the same backup band. But is it supposed to be a different thing? And she just happens to be wearing the same dress. Or is it just a memory montage? Slash, is she altering is her happened. own memories? Like she's remembering the other song that she actually sang there, but now because this is the song she's singing, that's how it's getting reinterpreted. Reinterpreted. <laughs> you know what? AI wrote that too for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is the we gotta start checking this movie for like an extra sixth finger or something. Sorry, we keep calling this a movie. It is a motion. <laughs> picture no no people people will make that joke a lot these days they're like oh that movie was so bad it must have been written by ai but this is like a movie where i'm like no i think it was literally written by (laughs) by artificial intelligence i know i also called it darman uh 
uh, uh, scenes loosely strung together with music videos. Yeah, but at least those have a lot more actual conflict in them, I feel like. Yeah. Like, those have some semblance of, like, this is what a story looks like. Oh, man, I watch a lot of those on TikTok, by the way. We're not sponsored by Darman, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Not gonna recommend it, honestly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna recommend it because they're so bad. But like, there's that one actor, that one actress that always <laughs> plays the Karen, and I'm like, oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry, but I hope you're making money off of. Yeah, this. that's like because Darman's a rich man, right? Like he's like, a, doesn't he have a lot of money? I don't I know who. I, I don't even people. know if Darman's a real person, but I. I thought it was just a production company name. I don't know. But there's that, <laughs> there's that one woman who's always cast as the Karen. And I'm like, I really hope that, like, you're a nice person off camera. And it's just, you know, typecasting. And I'm so sorry that that's the face you were born with. But you're going to play a Karen. Hey, if that's the face she was born with, she might as well make money. Make the of money it, right? off of it, right? Yeah. Um. Is there anything else you want to talk? I, we're we've got off the rails, and I think we did talk a little about bit. This movie. I mean, there's a lot to talk about this movie. We you could probably do uh, a, a whole a, series, a whole yeah. podcast on this movie, going scene we, by scene. You could definitely do a second episode on this, uh, maybe with somebody who actually <laughs> listens to country music. Like I know I'm biased because I don't listen to country, and especially not country pop, like the style that this was kind of yeah. going for. Um, I will just note, I have a couple of notes that I took down, um, that I'm not entirely sure what I, oh, this makes sense. Okay. I did say that this was like, this movie was like, if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, neither of them ever got famous, but they still somehow met each other. It would be this movie. <laughs> That's who, she would be Nancy. I th- and I think Nancy's last name in this movie is Taylor. But she's like 100% Taylor yeah, Swift minus the fame. And Charlie is very much like if Travis Kelsey wasn't quite big enough, was, wasn't quite good enough to go pro. Can we can we talk about Chekhov's cat, by the way? Uh-huh. So in the, <laughs> in the opening, cat, the um, uh, One Tree Hill. Um, there's, yes, a, there's, there's this weird... There was a weird moment where she's having a conversation and then they make a point to show you that they own a, they have a cat. Yeah, she's feeding her cat while having this intense conversation with her husband. And like the cat is introduced with like this really like obnoxious, like stock meow. Yes. It is clearly not that cat meowing. And there's also like weird cuts to the kid. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening right now. I think this is... I think I think this is like like AI generated images, also with the AI generated script, mm. um, and but edited by AI and edited by AI. But I was like, I was like, that's got to be Chekhov, like a Chekhov's gun scenario. Like that's a Chekhov's <laughs> cat. And then it, and then when a fucking when Nancy's like, I'm allergic to cats, and he's like, Oh, you can't stay with my sister. Come stay with me instead of going to that frat party where you're definitely going to get raped. Uh, yeah. Sorry, to, sorry, say, everyone, to say that, but like that. No, no, that is like. <laughs> I will say, like at first, I was like, Wow, Nancy must have really bad friends if she would feel safer staying with this strange man instead of people that she presumably actually knows 
like for sure knows their first and last names and like could have some information to report. And then I was like, oh, right. Women are statistically way more likely to be harmed by someone they know than a stranger. So she's actually making a smart choice. Plus, he's a gentleman. Well, he's they're a dying breed. He's a gentleman. He's a, he's a total gentleman. Is that what he yeah. says? Compared. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. He he calls himself a gentleman so much in this movie. And I have to say, he's doing the bare minimum. I mean You're not you're not a gentleman for not raping somebody. Putting that out there. Yeah. The way the fact that he was like, I'm going, you get the bed and I'm sleeping in my truck. I was like, okay, but like Yeah, no, okay, that was cute. I'll give him that. That was nice. The way that he was considerate about her and things. Like he did act I would I wouldn't say he's a complete gentleman or total gentleman. I would say that he was taught well from his parents. How about that? He, I, I'll agree with that, but he also engaged in just like the tiniest bit of negging where I was like, okay, bro. Yes. Like there was yeah. a little bit too much of the negging stuff, which I was like, mm, are we still doing that in 2016 whenever this movie was made? Oh, we're, we're still doing that in 2024. Come on. Ah! <laughs> uh, you ready for Sharp and Flat? Should we, can we go there? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah! Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. What do you want to start with? I only have one sharp, and you're going to love it. Let's do sharps, okay? Okay, you want to hear my sharp first? Yeah, yeah. I sharp the fact that I didn't have to pay for this movie. Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. I did I did manage to sharp a few things. Okay. It was hard. Sophie Simmons, I think I'm gonna give her an honorary sharp. She played Ainsley. Okay. She out of everyone seemed the most relaxed. Yes. Playing mm-hmm. this part. There a lot of this movie. In the acting and the script and the direction uh, just really felt very, and this is not to pass judgment on anyone, but this was made with something of a professional backing. Um, and a lot of it felt very amateur community theater. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, despite the fact that she played a character with basically no personality, um, outside of she has boobs and she's mean to her friend. She was not the worst actor. No, but she also felt the most she, like, I understand my my job. I understand right. who I am. She was leaning into it. I mean, she was playing it like cartoon character, but like everyone else in this movie is a cartoon character. So who cares? Right. She was kind of, and that character, the way it's written should be a cartoon character anyway. Like she was (laughs) written to be like this very stock. She is the reason why I was like, this is a Darman thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, She's very much like, yeah. Yeah. Those videos. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, everyone Go to TikTok and do yourself a favor. Just watch one. Anyone. I don't care. Pick (laughs) one. And and maybe you'll find that Karen I was talking about because she's in all of them. She's in a lot of them, yeah. That's who she plays. She looks like she'll play like the bitchy hot best friend, but like 
not to this level. Like I feel like mm. she can she can have the range of the bitchy hot best friend. Yeah. Anyway, what are your sharps? Um, so we already discussed uh, black tank top dancer. She is one of my sharps. <laughs> I loved her. Um, I sharp specifically the red dress that Ainsley wears at the club. Her boobs looked really good in it. I really loved that dress. That was, was a good like, dress. It was a great dress. I would wear it, and I would wear it to the club. That whole song was the weirdest thing because it was the only like music video. Even yes, even Nancy's weird dream montage song wasn't like a music video. Yeah, it, it felt more organic to the story. Yeah, like we already mentioned, it felt weird that Ainsley had a song in the first place, just because why yeah um but yeah i liked that dress a lot Uh, i think i liked what like the backup dancers were wearing in that too like they were on like that was a good number that was all all in all that was a good you know what fuck it i'm gonna sharp that i'm gonna sharp that song we're doing it jaded Jaded woman yeah i sharped madeline merlot's singing she played nancy and i want to say this in a nice way it was very obvious that most of the cast were actors who could sing. And it was very clear that she was the non-actor in the cast, but also very clear that she was, in fact, a professional singer. I don't know anything about this girl. She seems very cute. Um, I just, I'm, if I'm, not, if I'm mis- not mistaken, this is like her only movie, basically. Like her only acting job. I think with a good director, she could have done a good job acting. Um, I think she was just not given very much direction at something that she already doesn't really have a lot of experience with. Yeah. This is on my very nice way to say that she was really bad acting in this movie. But (laughs) her singing voice, I was like, okay, there is an audience for this singer. I know mm-hmm. this audience. She would do really, really well. And I, I mean, hope for good things for her. She is a Canadian country singer. Awesome. I did, uh, I looked up some of her stuff on Spotify after watching this movie, like her actual music. And I'm not a country pop listener. So it was very much like, well, this isn't my thing, but this is good. Um, Sorry. I want to correct myself. She is an award-winning singer. She won an award for this movie. Oh. For the Lake Charles Film Festival. She won the Best Actress in a Feature Film. Good for her. And it's the only thing that this movie was nominated for and won. There were no other nominations. This is the only award that this movie has. So this is an award-winning movie. Well, there you have it. And she's an award-winning actress. Much much like um, how Mad Max Fury Road is an Academy Award-winning movie. Well, yes. Uh, (laughs) Much like how Miami Connection is a con con film collection. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You know what? Good for her. Like I said, it was very clear. I'm watching, sorry. 
I'm dying. <laughs> it won the pond, Dior. <laughs> oh, ooh, oofa. Okay. <laughs> um, but I will say, I I very much. There are a lot of songs she sings with other actors in this movie, and it's like when it transitions from their voices to her voice. You're really like your ears are like oh oh, 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 oh. like she is genuinely a very good singer so good for her yeah <laughs> and then the other I have one more sharp okay and it's all of the better movies that this movie reminded me of I wrote a list of movies oh, that oh, have achieved oh. what Country Crush tried oh what how many how many movies uh not that many and some of them are a little loose. But uh, my first thought was West Side Story, both versions, uh, because that mm-hmm. does a love at first sight plot and immediately goes worlds. into these, right, and immediately goes into like these like very emotional melodramatic songs. But it totally works. And, and someone here, dies, and people and die. Someone dies. A brother dies at the hands but, of a villain. Ah, this oh. actually leads into one of the other movies I said, which was Across the Universe. Um, that song, Where the Brother Dies, I something and the about car, I was, the, the, the car comes up, and then like in that, no, scene, I just no, that particularly, when, no, 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 I have a lot to say about this, okay? Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no, no, no sorry. you're good, yeah, no, it was that whole sequence, including the song reminded me of the helter skelter sequence in across the universe where like we actually see max that's the character in war and at least the interpretation i've always gone with is it seems that he was in the battalion that uh committed the milai massacre is how oh. i've always interpreted that scene and how i know a lot of people interpret that so like the thing that's interesting is it's the complete opposite of what this movie is doing because that's like oh my God, this man was so broken by the military and how evil it is that he was basically talked into committing this horrible war crime and is now broken forever. Versus this movie, which was like, wow, this man is so righteous and good. And you know it because he's in the military, which is righteous and good and only saves people especially outside of the u.s especially in the global south and he sacrificed his life for it isn't that sort of sad but beautiful also another movie that does a love at first sight song that's much better you know i know that now that you tell told me that uh nancy is an is an actual singer like that actress is a singer and everything part of me is like did they maybe at first offer it to Jenna Kramer and then we're like, oh, we got Madeline Marlowe. She's got she's got the whole country music mm, community like on the, her side. She's like the next she's, Taylor Swift. She's the Canadian Taylor Swift or whatever. Yeah. You know, we got I've her. Saying let's put her in because the she's lead. a blonde girl, but you know. Yeah, we get we let's put her in the lead and then Jenna Kramer, let's create this side character for you. But we'll put oh my you gosh, that's We'll put but you that, on the poster. That could totally be what it is. But if that's the case, they should have reversed that. Because Jana Kramer's character, despite having very little to do, has so many songs. 
So like Madeline Merlot could have been singing all those songs. And then Jana Kramer, who, I mean. I feel like they can't she, have I mean, both she, of these women, these, these, these characters in this movie. I feel yeah. like it needed to be one character and we need, we didn't need, we, we didn't need to see the propaganda moment, the war propaganda moment, but like, obviously they needed to put it in because they needed money. But we did, yeah. we didn't need it. You could have kept a lot of the military stuff, but also have made it just like Cody, who's also a bachelor. He didn't need to have a wife and a kid. Because like the only person whose grief we really care about is Charlie's because Charlie's the character. We also didn't need that whole like weird semi subplot about Charlie selling the family house. That was dumb. Oh yeah. That was such a nothing burger. He could have just lived there and that's it. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to go to flats or do you have any other sharps? Oh, I had more movies I was going to list off. Oh, what other movies? Okay, so I also said the Before Trilogy, Already Tomorrow in Hong Kong, movies of that nature where it is about, like, people who meet and have this wonderful kismet on, like, a random night, Mm -hmm. which is sort of what the beginning of this movie was going for and fails at. And those are also movies that are low stakes, slice of life, still feel real because the dialogue is very good. This movie was lacking that, so Titanic, which is... which just because that's sort of a class thing a little bit. A little bit poor boy, rich girl. Yeah. Rich jackass boyfriend, whatever. Footloose, because um, Texas. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Yes. And then I just kind of had a list of, just so people don't think I'm picking on this movie just because it's a little more conservative than liberal, I wrote a list of movies that I find to be conservative in their messaging and also I like. Just rapid fire. Anything by John Hughes, Batman Begins, The First Iron Man, a whole litany of 80s horror movies, The Exorcist, question mark, Sweet Home Alabama, which is not a movie I like, but it's much better than this one. Yes. Yes. And I like parts of that movie. In the South. <laughs> the American South. It's right in the name, but that's like a very like city folk, evil, country folk, good type movie. Yeah. Which, like, I don't like that movie, but it's far more successful than this one in, like, actually being an entertaining movie. I was wondering if this is a TV movie. I'm pretty sure it is because it's not rated. Oh, it's got to be then. But... It feels like a TV movie. It has to be, right? Like, it played at some festivals, according to IMDb. Um, it premiered in like it premiered in 2016 at the Desert Rocks Film and Music Event in the U.S. But I don't. Mm. I am not seeing like a budget. I'm not seeing any sort of box office. So I'm gonna just assume it's made for TV, like a like a knockoff Hallmark. It's, this could also be one of those movies because this happens a lot with Hallmark and especially Life time where they they produce their own movies but they will also buy movies from smaller studios like mar vista who basically make movies to try to sell them to tv channels to sell them as made for tv movies so i wonder Uh, if this is one of those okay let's go to flats do we have enough time in the world well you may agree with some of my flats 
First of all, one of my flats is Cody Jr. Fuck him. Um, oh my god, I wrote Cody Jr. Demon Child. <laughs> and I am very forgiving of bad child actors, not this kid. Nope, I, I we know how I feel about child actors, and he didn't help. I also flatted how every song is under two minutes. Because it's so Ooh. weird. And it then is there's, weird. It's bizarre. There's the, and they don't come in naturally, and they don't leave naturally. There's always like a playoff that you're like, okay, so maybe there's a longer version on the album, but I didn't even look up if there was an album because I didn't care. So um, I'm also flatting the people in Nancy's life, except for Mark. I like Mark. We like Mark. Okay. Yeah, we like Mark. We like but Mark. Ainsley is a terrible friend. Oh my God. Yes. And the producer dude. And yeah. then, okay. We didn't talk about this, but now this is the time for us to talk about. I want to flat how the way the songs sound. By that, I mean, it sounds like they recorded it in a tunnel. The levels of their dialogue were higher than the levels of their songs. Does that make sense? Am I English? It 100% makes sense. It might not make sense to people who have not seen this movie. So like, but like having seen this movie, I know exactly what you're talking about. It sounds like the quality in the recording is just different. Like clearly they're lip syncing. We know this. Everyone lip syncs in. Oh, I've got a note about the lip syncing that I'll get into more detail. But like clearly they they recorded the songs elsewhere Mm -hmm. and they're lip syncing it on the set. Fine. It happens all the time in musical movies, whatever. But it sounds like whilst mixing the songs, they were like, let's put the volume down on the on the vocals because they don't sound good or whatever. But I don't mm-hmm. know. It doesn't it does. It didn't sound good. It's it. It was a little like, I mean, the songs themselves were jarring, but then adding that on top of it was even yeah. more jarring. Well, can I piggyback off this a little bit with one of mine? Because I think this might be related. Great. I'm done anyway. Oh, okay. I I was going to say that, like, the actual visuals of the lip syncing, I feel like, is wrong. Like, they're saying the right words at the right time. But the way, like, I always think about one of my friends who is semi-trained as a singer. She talks about in movie musicals, she always picks up on when the actor's mouth is not large enough for the notes that they're hitting. Right. And she notices that a lot when it's, to me, somebody who's not trained at all in music. I'm like, oh, that's so subtle. I never noticed. And I just kind of assume they had the actor make their mouth a little smaller so that they didn't look weird on camera. So they're not eating (laughs) eating the camera when they're belting that one note out or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. But this, I noticed, like, everybody's mouth looked like they couldn't possibly have made the note that is coming out. Like, Um, constantly. There was just something so off. I knew, like, the voice sounded similar enough to the actor's speaking voice. And the words were right, and the time they were coming in was right. It was not a timing thing. (laughs) It's a mouth shape thing. Am I making sense? Yes. No. I un- I understand what you're saying. Yeah. The the um, it's yeah. You said and, it. and it's 
again, like uh, Madeline Merlot, I think did the best job of all the actors. And I was like, is it because she has experience like trying to make music videos? I mean, she has how the to... music videos to her name. Right. So like, I'm wondering if these other actors didn't know that they had to do that and they didn't have a director who directed them. She had really two music videos before the movie, the motion picture. There was another there was another music video that happened like right before the motion picture of Country Crush came out. So I'm not sure. And then there's a fourth. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was a voice actress as well for My Little Pony, Equestria Girls. Rainbow oh, Rocks hey. animated. She was Sonata Dusk. Oh, hey, good for her. Yes. So she's branching out a little bit. Okay, uh, great. Love to see it. Good for her. What are the flats do you have? Well, uh, you don't have any more flats? I did all of mine. Because okay. I stopped caring, actually, after a while. Fair enough. I mean, a lot of mine are things we already said. You said Demon Child, Cody Jr. Military propaganda, we touched on that. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Just again, like I'm not super pro military, but you know, just to balance it out, my one of my favorite movies last year was Top Gun Maverick, which was one of the most military propaganda movies I've ever seen. What shocker. Shocker, but I fucking loved it. So it's not just me being a big city liberal feminist. Sorry, folks. Um <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> nobody, nobody cares nobody nobody's gonna, gonna <laughs> i'm just in case out. your crowd ever like crosses over with like the breitbart crowd okay i'm covering my bases <laughs> <laughs> the editing was horrible there was editing <laughs> I mean, it was so jarring and like I mean, I have to, at a certain point, I have to assume there was not good coverage. So maybe it's, again, a thing I should blame the director for. (laughs) But, like, there were so many, so many weird cuts during the songs where, like, they would cut to, like, the person singing is saying something kind of sad. But, like, the camera is on a person next to them reacting and they look happy. Like, the emotions were not matching up. And, like, the song that Charlie and Nancy sing when they first meet each other and fall instantly in love because they both know a little bit about cars, um, they're standing so close to each other, but the editing feels so weird about it that I was like, I don't know how close they want us to think they are. Um, Like, I, I feel like... They were trying to trick us into thinking that they were physically much further apart than they actually were. So and it was very bizarre. I'm I just scrolled through like three times on the IMDb page. There is no editor um, <laughs> credited to this movie. Yeah, I did notice on Letterbox the only cast and crew credited was the director writer. There is a cinematographer. Uh, yeah. but there is no and like there's a lot there's a lot of other things that you're like are you sure this is a real person that why why is there a hyperlink attached to them but there <laughs> is there's a script editor mm, but I'm, I not, I'm not seeing 
an editor editor like an actual video editor or film editor mm-hmm. interesting mm. no no post-production like producer or anything um there's there's one two there's seven people credited as executive producers. Three of them are also oh, a slash producer. Then there's yeah, that's just suits. Is then there a there's just a co-producer. Nope. No post at all credited. No, nothing. Good for those people for cutting their own names off of this because this should not go on their reels. This will not get them more work. <laughs> it's. I, I can't speak for myself. I tried to be a professional editor and it did not work out for me. Um, and I'm blaming the fact that I'm not a Nepo baby for that. But I know bad editing when I see it. And this is one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. There's it's there's nobody so listed. Bad. Yeah. Uh, what other flats do you have? And then the last one I have, and this is again, a very petty thing and really not something related to the movie, but related to to the fact that I watched this on YouTube free with no ads and the ads kept interrupting the songs. What the fuck? Shady, it's on Peacock. Well, I didn't know that. I watched it on YouTube free with ads and the ads kept coming in the middle of songs. Shady, <laughs> this is on P- This is on freebie as well. Yeah, but Freebie does ads, don't they? Because I know it's on YouTube, uh, Tubi, but Tubi also does ads. This is on Dove Channel off of Prime Video. I have no idea what the fuck Dove, Dove Channel, Channel is. Dove Channel! Oh my god, it's definitely Christian. That's got to be a Christian thing. Okay. <laughs> um, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? No! I would not. Maybe Jaded Woman yeah. if I were held at gunpoint. I mean, I didn't pick one for a while, so I'm gonna say Jaded Woman. Like, fair enough. I always pick like every song, and this yeah, is like the one where I'm like, absolutely not sorry. No, you're not. No, not sorry. Not sorry at no, all. No, this is the absolute worst of country pop mixed with the absolute worst of like Glee style musical. Where none of it is good. It's all just bad. Well, Shady, we're done. I'm sorry. On that note, we're done at the episode. You. I, you know what? Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're fucking welcome for this Valentine's Day episode of Country Crush. What do you have? Shady to plug or promote. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at Cookie Shady. I'm now on Blue Sky. If anybody has that, is that a, the Twitter knockoff? It's one of the Twitter knockoffs that people are trying to get to take off, and it's uh, one where you have to get like an invite code Ooh, from somebody who's already fancy. on it. Is that the same handle? Same handle, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and we have a podcast that is currently nascent but will someday be alive again called Movie Deja Vu, which is the brainchild of my lovely friend John Riley. What? He's the mastermind behind that. Um, and if you 
I, I don't know. If you can defend this, go ahead, please. I dare you. <laughs> you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Seriously, everyone, I will... I always post at some point, uh, whether I'm doing the quotes post on Instagram or at some point when I remember I have the Facebook account, I will put the poster, quote unquote, I don't even, honestly, I'm or cover it's image. Just, yeah. I'm going to call it the cover image of this motion picture. You need sure. to see one tree hill and understand <laughs> why, why we thought, or at least I thought, I don't know about, was that your initial reaction that you thought she was the the lead of the movie? I only knew she wasn't because my intro to this movie was the Jane uh, Mulcahy the video. YouTube video. Yeah, and yeah. she mentions that like, like she shows here's the poster for this movie. That brunette lady is not the main character. <laughs> like she made a joke about it before I ever saw it. Um, oh, and uh, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be part of this next episode's conversation, well, apparently we're going down the insane train and we're talking about a 2022 version of the magic flute. That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. With, with, with some, with some Mozart. Uh, Shady, thank you so much for coming back on. You know, man, even though this was a hot, a hot deuce of a of a thing and and a waste of an hour and a half of my time i'm just so happy to see you shady <laughs> i'm happy to see you i i do think there is a little bit of so bad it's good to this movie not a ton i like there I, are I, there are some laughs to be had and you you even did warn me you were like this is a bad one we have to do it and i went okay <laughs> yeah okay i'm sorry i, I did no hey you brought you bring you always bring something fun and interesting to the to the table. <laughs> and we're just here to chill, man. We're here to talk about musicals. Uh anyway, thank you everyone for listening and bye for now. Special thanks to Aaron Troy for creating the pods artwork and to Nick Bomasino for composing the theme song and the jingles. A huge thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. And thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Life's But a Song. Bye for now, everyone, and have a musical day.